If you want to take the word of God with me this morning and turn to the book of Luke, Luke chapter number 9 this morning. Luke chapter 9 is where we begin. Luke chapter 9, we're going to begin looking this morning in verse number 57. I want to encourage you, if you're not in the habit of coming out to our Sunday evening service, we've been having a study together through the uh, Ten Commandments, and um, I've been preparing for that. I'm excited to share that message this evening. Uh, if you don't regularly come out, come out and join us for Sunday evening service, 6 p.m. We'd love to have you. Luke chapter 9, looking together in verse number 57. The Word of God says, And it came to pass that as they went into, in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holds, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. What we see here are three individuals who said they were going to be followers of God, giving it their best, following God to their best, but yet in reality were unwilling to do so. I've entitled the message this morning, Giving the Best That You Have. Giving the Best That You Have. Uh, what we see, especially of this individual at the end of verse number 62, a man, uh, as Jesus says, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is uh, fit for the kingdom of God. No man, having done so, is fit for the kingdom of God. Uh, we understand that illustration as is, as is pictured and as is given. A man who plows a field, if he looks back, those lines may not be so straight because now he's not keeping his eye upon that line in which he's plowing. And so God says in our service to him, there should not be at any point in time in which we are looking back. But may I say there are things in the Christian life that we very often look back at. Amen? The Bible tells us in the book of Genesis, if you want to turn there with me, Genesis in chapter number 22. Genesis chapter 22 with this thought in mind as we're thinking concerning the giving the best that you have. Are you willing to give all that you have to God? It may be that you're here this morning and you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. The Bible tells us to give the best that you have. Have you given your life to Christ? It may be that you have known Christ for a long time. I just had somebody tell me this morning, they said it was long ago that I received Christ. That's a wonderful testimony. But you know what can happen sometimes is even long ago when we give our life to Christ, currently right now, the question is, are we giving it our best? Are we giving Christ our best? Are we giving him our all? Have we given him every part of our life? You say, well, I know he's talking about me. I'm not talking about any specific person today. I'm saying all of us can do better at giving our best. Amen? Just, about a, uh, just a couple weeks ago, I was sharing with you uh, of the very idea, it, life, the Christian life is not a choice between uh, the good and the, and, and the better, but it's choosing the best. It's always choosing the best. And the best choice in life 
is choosing to do the will of God. And uh, Genesis chapter 22, we see a very famous man in Scripture, Abraham, and uh, a very famous passage of Scripture in the sacrifice of his son Isaac. But in Genesis 22, I want you to notice with me what the Bible says concerning Abraham before the events took place. The Bible says, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. Now, understand this is not a temptation in which God is leading or, or, or there is any causing of Abraham to do wrong, but is a testing. Can I remind you that God places us all through tests? Do we agree with that? God places us all through tests. Here's a question. Are you passing the test? <laughs> Are you passing the test? I've talked to a couple people uh, this week that have said, pray for me, I'm taking finals. Pray for my daughter, pray for my son. They've got a last few final tests. Or pray for so-and-so. The school is getting ready to close. For some, they're graduating. For others, they're moving up another grade or moving on in college. But at the end of the day, when tested, can it be found that we've given it our best? You know what I found is so easy to do in college is, uh, you know, you know you're, doing so, you're doing decently well. I was going to say so well, but that wouldn't be describing me when it comes to grades, okay? Uh, I was your A, B average guy, uh, occasional C sometimes, but uh, you know, you, you, you make it all through the semester and you say, all right, I'm passing, I'm passing, I'm passing. Yes, my final test is going to be some bulk of my final grade, but as long as I do enough to just get it done, and, and I, you know, I'll be done with it. I'm just ready to be done with it. Sometimes that last push at the finish line is not always giving it our best. May I say, uh, as we run the Christian life, the race that is set before us, yes, you get older. Yes, there's things you can't do that you once did, but are you giving it your best now? Hey, some of you guys who are young and spry and still wet behind the ears, as they say, are you giving it your best to God? Are you giving your absolute best to Christ? Here we see in the testing that's placed before Abraham, and whether or not he passes the test, you know the story. Notice verse number 12, as the Bible really summarizes that which Abraham has done. The Bible says, And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. This is God speaking. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Here we see a man, as in Luke chapter 9, a man who said, God, I will follow you whithersoever thou goest. Wherever you lead, I'll go. Wherever you call me, I'll go. Whatever you ask me to give, I will give. I will do whatever you call or ask me to do, even if it means sacrificing my own family. Boy, that's a lot to swallow. But here's the truth of the matter. Are you giving your best? Are you giving your best? It's, it's not about... Uh, how much you're doing in comparison to another individual. It's, are you doing the best for God that you can now? It's like I just challenged you all a moment ago. We have track month this, this month. Let's give it our best. Amen? Yeah. Give it your best. Let's get the gospel out. But so God tells us, in general, in the Christian life, give it your best when giving the gospel. Give it your best when being faithful at church. Give it your best when leading your family and your home. Give it your best when reading God's word. Give it your best when praying to him. Give it your best when living the Christian life. It, 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 we think of the, uh, the woman who didn't give much into that bank, the widow's might, as we know the story. But what did she do? She had done what she could. 
In the Christian life, we can so easily compare. Well, I can't do that. Or I can never be a teacher. Or I could never, uh, I could never uh, be a leader in that way. Or I've never done that before. But what can you do for God? There is no individual in this room, including myself, that cannot be used of God in some way. One thing I ask the Lord and pray regularly is that God would uh, give me the wisdom of, of being able to discern the, the talents, the gifts, and abilities of how uh, we as a church can serve together. All of us have a different skill and a talent. Some of us are better at some things than others. And as a pastor, asking God to help me to discern those things and help to direct people and, and, and challenge them and encourage them and stretch them in areas and, and ways of where they can use their talents to the best of their ability. Uh, somebody says, well, I don't even feel qualified. None of us are qualified to, to serve God. Do we agree with that? None of us are qualified. We're all sinners, but yet saved by grace. But are you giving it your best? Somebody says, well, I don't want to do those things. Here we see a man, Abraham, who I'm sure if he followed the desires of his flesh, there's a lot of things that he did not want to do. We've got uh, uh, Brother Nate and, and Melissa put you on the spot here this morning. They're the newest baby uh, in our church. But hey, uh, if, uh, how hard it would be. God calls you and says, hey, I want you to take your newborn child or put him up on an altar and burn him. That's my child, right? Somebody says. That's my new child. But yet, in all of life, as children are a gift from God and a blessing from God, do we agree with that? Amen. In all of life, everything's given to us by God. And so all of it should be given back to God and willing to give back to God. Let me ask you, Christian, are you giving your best to Christ? Maybe you would ask yourself, well, why am I going through Whatever it is that you're going through, maybe it's something financially, maybe it's something in your family, maybe it's something individually that nobody knows, maybe it's, it's, it's some area of a loved one or something like that, and, and it's, you're, you're saying, why is all this happening? Why do I feel so discouraged? Well, maybe it would be that God, during this time, God uses the word chastising, but tempting, maybe God is testing you. Maybe God is bringing you through that journey in order to strengthen you. The storms are not easy to go through. Here are the disciples in the boat, and Jesus is there with them. And they say, Jesus, take away the storm. We don't want it anymore. We hate it. This is miserable. Our life is on the line. But yet it's through the storms. It's through the storms that we are strengthened. It's through those difficulties of life that we are drawn closer to God. It's through those times of life that God uses us in ways which we never imagined. It's we by faith being willing to say with that first step is Peter, I'm willing to step out on the water. In which, even when I, I think that I'm going to sink, but I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. Let me ask you, Christian, are you giving it your best? Hey, teenager, are you giving it your best? Are you giving it your best? So many Christians today are living half-heartedly for God. We only give half of ourselves to Christ, half of our time to God, half of our tithe uh, to God, half of our family uh, to God. And, and, and we're not so committed to Christ as we could be. Just think with me for a moment. If all of us together as God's people were so given to God, giving it our best, yes, we'll fail. <laughs> yes, there will be things we can do better. But we're doing the best that we can. We can expect a blessing from God. 
Amen? There's been a lot of things with this project out here. Some things I have done, but some things I have not done. And uh, uh, Brother Bradyhoff, the truth be told, he's the mastermind behind some of this. But uh, uh, there would be some things I'll ask him. I said, now, how would you do that? And he'll tell me. And, and uh, there'll be, there's been a few things this, uh, this past couple weeks. I said, I've never done it before, but I, I'm going to give it my best. Let me tell you, there's been things that I've done that uh, it didn't quite look so well. We need to do that a little bit better. That happens. Have you been there? Am I the only person who makes mistakes in here? The Bible tells us, Giving it your best. Are you giving it your best for God? Giving it your best. I want to give you three requirements for giving to God. Three requirements. The first is death. The first is death. Look at verse 2. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. I've heard it prayed uh, by some men, and I think it's, it's very, uh, is, is, very thought-provoking and very necessary to pray this way in, in praying before God and saying, God, we, I'm laying myself before you on the altar. God, I'm giving it you my best. It's like that, uh, uh, like that boy, maybe you've heard the illustration of the, of, of the offering plate as it's being passed around. He had no money to give, so instead he set the offering plate on the floor and he put both of his feet inside. I'm giving it my best. I'm giving myself. I'm giving it my all. Death. Are you willing to sacrifice everything for God? If, if you had nothing else on this earth and just God, would you be satisfied? If you lost your job, if you lost your family, if it was just you, no, no one around, would you be satisfied with simply just having God? Didn't have a lot of, uh, of, of finance to your name. Didn't have a big uh, fancy house, a big fancy car to drive. If God stripped all those things away from you, would you be as Job and, and still be able to say, God, I realize that through it all, you're softening my heart. You're testing me. You're strengthening me. I dare say it, it would be very true of us that when we lose things that we love on this earth, instead of being drawn closer to Christ, we get upset at him. And we stop giving it our best because we say, I've lost so much. But may I remind you, who did it come from to begin with? It came from God. The Bible says death. There must be, first of all, a sacrifice of your family. A sacrifice of your family. What do we see Abraham doing? Taking his son and specified his one and only son. Let me ask you, would you be so willing and have you been so willing to sacrifice your family to God? Have you been so willing to sacrifice your family time to put God first? Have you been so willing to so sacrifice in your family that God comes first? Husbands are saying, yes, we're going to have devotions. And look, I struggle with that as a husband, father too. But would to God that we would put to death our own desires and put Christ first. I'm not saying go off and kill your family. <laughs> Don't do that. But are you willing to sacrifice all for Christ? Do your children know that this is God's time? Do your children know that this is the Lord's day? Do your children know that we have devotions? We give attention to God's word. Do your children know that we ask the blessing on our food because we thank God? 
Do your children know that we don't just thank God for our food, but we thank God all throughout the day, and we can pray to God at any time? The Bible says a sacrifice of your family. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will what? Not depart from it. Talking to many younger parents and some older parents, you say, well, my parenting job is over. Your parenting job never stops. No, I'm not telling you like some perfect parent. I'm telling you just as Scripture tells us. We all have responsibility. Are you giving it your best? Have you been willing to sacrifice even the time, even the, uh, the, the, uh, what you would call family time, the quality time, to insert God within it? It's sad to say that many who take family vacations, that vacation includes a vacation from God. It's sad to say that uh, for many people, they, they work six days in a week, and don't get me wrong, 40 hours plus, it's a lot of work. You're working hard. You get one day off, and you spend all the time with family. Good for you, but is God in any part of it? How easy that is to happen in our lives. Keeping Christ apart. Sacrifice of your family. Number two, a sacrifice, and I've said this already, of your best. He says, whom thou lovest, sacrifice thy son, thine only son, whom thou lovest. This was the best that he had. In fact, he'd been praying to God and asking, God, give me a child, and God gives him a child. And now he says, that which you love the most, <laughs> that which you treasure and value the most, would you give it back to me? Let me ask you, Christian, that which you love the most, I don't know what it is, but that which you love the most, have you given it back to God? And are you willing to give it to God? Are you willing to say, God, I will go and do, follow you whithersoever thou goest? Or would you be as these other followers we read in Luke chapter 9? Well, uh, I'm going to follow you, but let me go take care of something at my house. I'm going to follow you, but let me give attention to this funeral. These, these are the things that are mentioned in Luke chapter 9. Well, I'm going to give attention to you, but I've got other things I've got to take care of first. Giving it your best is saying, God, I've got things to do and you're coming with me. <laughs> Let me take you with me as I do these things. God, there's no part of my life that you haven't given to me that you shouldn't be a part of. Because everything that you've given to me is a gift from you. And the least I can do is give it back. Let me ask you, Christian, your time, your talents, your treasures is a given to Christ? Have you given to God your family? Have you given to God your best? Are you willing to sacrifice that time Notice verse number two, the Bible says, going, uh, offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. There, there's a, as, somebody, as it said, there's a lot of gray area in what was just being said. There's a lot of unknowns. But what is very clear that God asked? Give. Give. It should go without question that all of us fully understand God asks for you to give him your life. Hey, you're here this morning. You're not a Christian. If you were to die today, you don't know 100% sure that you would go to heaven. God says, give me your life. Hey, Christian, you've already accepted the Lord. You've accepted his free gift of salvation, which saves you from an eternity in hell. You know that you're bound for an eternal home in heaven, and praise God for that. But are you giving God your best now? The Bible talks about that time. If God were to call you, if God is calling you to do something and, and be willing to do whatever it is, are you willing to do it? Are you willing to do it? I don't believe that God does anything or anything in life happens by coincidence. I believe God's in it all. Do you agree with me on that? I believe it, that God's in it all. 
And with that being said, I believe that when somebody comes to me and draws something to my attention, they ask me to do something, they challenge me to do something, uh, whatever it may be, something happens in life, I have to take a step back and ask myself, okay, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? You know, I had to learn as a youth pastor and having a pastor uh, at that time that's over me, that head pastor, is, okay, the pastor just came to me, asked me to do something. God, what is it? Do you want me to do this? God, is this you speaking to me? God, are, uh, it seems to me that you're working through the pastor to help lead me. God, it would seem to me that the reason the person that came to me with that complaint is maybe because there really is something to complain about. God, it would seem to me that maybe the reason that those things are happening in my life is more than likely, undoubtedly, it's you working in my life. I really, truly believe the time of full surrender for me happened in my second year of college. I was fully satisfied with my red Monte Carlo, which I waxed and washed every other day. And I was fully satisfied with the fact that my freshman year, and praise the Lord for it, I didn't have to work. So I, was, I, I, I had a good freshman year. But what I found by my second year is I hadn't really given to God. And some things had happened, and, and, uh, uh, and it particularly was with that car. I was so in love with that car. And um, I was having trouble with the tires, and I had some guys kind of take advantage of me, and they weren't very honest with me. And long story short, I ended up with a flat tire on the side of the road, and it was in the middle of, I want to say it was midterms, and it was a frustrating week. And there was a couple things that I was, quote-unquote, praying about, uh, serving uh, during the summer, and then uh, also... Um, uh, dur potentially at the time I had not sur um, gone and spent a term in England as some of you know that I spent four semesters there or one semester there, four months there and uh, so I was praying about these things but hadn't really given them to God and trusting him in it and God had presented those things to me but I really hadn't given it to Christ and I remember sitting in my car after I've still got that, that I had that donut sitting in the car you know I'm sitting in my car in the, in the dormitory parking lot sitting behind the wheel. I'm crying. I'm frustrated. I just talked with my father, and I got off the phone, and I realized I haven't given all this to God. And I remember just talking to the Lord right then and there and saying, God, what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me? You know what God told me in the next, that, that crazy car of mine, for every year that followed, I had problems with it. You know what God caused me to realize? That what I have in this earth is nothing compared to what I have in him. You know, I realized after that, I literally got a call the very next day uh, and was found that my entire way to go and spend that term in England would be paid in its, in its entirety, the whole full cost. I said, that has to be God. I found with, with a, uh, by the following week, I had gotten the assurance of knowing and, and the confirmation of knowing what I would be doing that summer. I was actually serving neighborhood Bible time for that summer. And, and uh, these were all things that I was only but letting myself juggle it, but not saying, God... This is yours. And you know what God had to do? He had to strip away some things from me. <laughs> there were some other things in my life that, that I was so given to, and I had not been giving my best to God. You know, even though my freshman year I felt like was good, nothing compared to the years that followed. I saw the Lord bless in, in, in one of those ways. That that's, it was that, at that time that I met my wife, and I praise the Lord for that. I seen the Lord uh, stretch me, challenge me in different ways, in ways that I would not imagine. Now you're saying, wow, Pastor Miller, you're just, you just lived the perfect life. No, let me, let me tell you, I've made my share of mistakes all along the way, and I'm still making some. But I can tell you this, I'm giving it my best. I may not have done it before, but I'm going to give it my best. 
I may not have seen it before, but I'm going to give it my best. Uh, And Christian, I say all that to say, this is how God worked in my life. What is God working in your life now about? Are you giving it your best? Say, well, you don't understand the things that I'm going through, but are you giving God your best? Giving the best that you have. The Bible tells us death, a sacrifice of your family, a sacrifice of your best, a sacrifice of your time. We see, secondly, not just death is a requirement for giving to God, but number two, patience. Patience. Uh, I think it was Brother Brady Hoff, you, were, uh, you made the statement something like, um, uh, I'm, I, I'm so patient, I'm, I can't wait to be patient, or something like that. And uh, how, how true that is that we, we understand what patience is, but we are still yet so anxious and things. Patience with what? Patience, number one, in preparing. Preparing for the offering in which we're giving. The Bible tells us in uh, verse number three, notice, and Abraham rose up early in the morning. Now, how many of you rose up early in the morning and you enjoyed it? I, I, you enjoyed it? Because I didn't enjoy it. I wanted to lay back down and go back to sleep. And about as soon as I got up and went to the bathroom, the baby's crying. And, and uh, you know, it, it, I didn't want to get up. It wasn't, it had to, I actually had coffee this morning, so I'm kind of running on that today, right? The Bible says he rose up early in the morning. Now, has God told him exactly where to go? Well, he's told him to go up into the mountain, Mount Moriah. He doesn't really know a lot more than that. He's just following God one step at a time. The Bible says, and he saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering. What do we see? Patience in preparing for the offering. God, what is it that you want me to do? You want me to go here? Okay, what do I need? What do I need to take with me? Who do I need to take with me? What do I need to make this happen? What exactly, uh, how exactly can I prepare my offering to you to the best of my ability? This is what Abraham's doing. He's preparing the offering. And may I remind you, he's preparing the offering of his own son, that which he loves, his one and only son, giving it his best. Patience. Let me ask you, Christian, are you preparing? When you give to God, do you prepare what God uh, uh, do you prepare what you're going to give to God? We consider patience. When God hasn't given you all of the answers, are you patient? Are you patient with him in knowing that God will lead you each step of the way, just enough light to see each step of the way? Are you giving God your best? We see the Bible tells us patience, patience in preparing for the offering. Number two, patience in where you are going. Again, as we read, Verse 2, in which I will tell thee of. In verse 3, the Bible says he went into a place of which God had told him. How, how oftenly true it is that we have a lot of places that we want to go, a lot of goals that we want to reach. Let me ask you, what are God's goals for your life? What are God's goals for your life? And are you seeking to fulfill them to the best of your ability? You never reach a point in your Christian life where God stops giving you and leading you. What are you pursuing at right now to give it your best for God? What are you pursuing at right now to give it your best for God? If, if your best is simply coming in on a Sunday morning, Sunday night, or a Wednesday night, filling in the pew, singing the songs, listening to the preaching, maybe taking some notes, shaking some hands, and starting on with the rest of your week like normal, what are you? What is God's direction for your life? Have you taken the time to discern? Are you patiently letting God direct you 
one each step of the way. Let me tell you, we've got neighborhood Bible time coming up for vacation Bible school. God gives you an opportunity to serve. Will you serve? We've got opportunities in our uh, soul winning visitation Saturday mornings at 9.30. God gives you opportunity to serve. Will you serve? God gives you opportunity every day at your workplace. Will you serve? Are you willing to do whatever God would call you to do? Are you willing to go wherever God would call you to go? If God were to call you to the mission field, would you do it? I talked to somebody last week. Uh, they were visiting here, and they said, you know what? Uh, we don't know every, <laughs> every step of the way, but we've given our life to God. We've quit our job. We've sold our house. We're just, we're just following God's direction for our life. Say, somebody says, boy, wow, what are you going to do with your life? I don't know. I'm just following God's direction. I'm not saying you go and sell your entire estate and, and donate to Community Bible Church. I'm just kidding. All right? I'm not saying you go and get rid of everything. I'm saying, how is God leading your life? And are you following his direction? God leads us all in different ways. But you won't know all that God gives you. Are you being patient with him? Have you planned out your full life all the way up to retirement and beyond of what you're going to do? Or have you taken the time to ask God, God, what do you want for my life? Is your life simply about, well, I'm just going to find time for my family? Is your life simply about, well, I'm just going to find time for my job because I need it? Is your life simply about, well, I'm just going to do these things that I enjoy, and then I'll, then I'll know that I've lived a happy life? Or is it simply, you know what, I'm just going to take each step one at a time and follow God's direction as he gives it? Christian, if you're not serving God in some way, in some fashion, in your pursuit of your absolute best, you should be. You need to be. I'm, I'll be blunt with you this morning, but some of you have been a part of our church for very long, and you're not plugged in or involved in anything. You should be. Didn't get very many amens out of that. Amen? Amen? You should be. As a part of this church, Community Bible Church, you should be plugged in. You should be involved. You should be serving. You say, well, what can I do? Well, ask God. Don't ask the pastor. I'm not God. God gives you a spouse. Talk with your spouse about it. Pray with your spouse about it. Ask God what he would have for you to do. Are you so given to Christ? I was encouraged yesterday. We had some ladies who came out and helped with our uh, blood drive that we had. We had a little over 20-some people came out involved in our blood drive, most of which were not even our church members, people just walking in. And uh, those, I know all the ladies that I reached out to, they said, yes, I'll, whatever you need, I, I want to help with this. This is what I can do, some of them said. Are you so willing to serve God? I'm not, again, saying you, you've got to wait for some signal, some message in the sky, or you've got to wait for the pastor to come to you. Are you simply coming to God and saying, God, what do you want me to do? And how do I need to prepare for it? And what is it, what is it that I need to do with my family? And where, what is it that I need to give of my time? What is it that I need to give of my talents? What is it that I need to give of my treasures? God, am I giving you my best? The Bible tells us patience. Patience in preparing for the offering Patience in where you are going. Notice the last thing here with me. The Bible tells us that there must be, in the requirements for giving to God, there must be death, there must be patience, there must be humility. There must be humility. Verse number 7, And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? I want you to notice with me first, others will see what you are giving to God. Number one, others will see what you are giving to God. 
It's not about, let's consider the very question which is asked, as I am asking you today as your pastor. So you've got all the things that you need to give to God, but where's the offering? Uh Uh-oh. How many times has that been asked of us? In some cases, the unsaved, people that we don't know. I thought you said you were a Christian. Why are you doing those things? Or why aren't you doing those things? Are you giving your best to Christ? As we consider that sacrifice, others will see what you're giving. Too many Christians are worried about what others might think before they're worried about what God would think. Hey, if you're sitting on the sidelines because you're concerned about somebody thinking ill of you or somebody thinking strange of you, of how that you can serve God, shame on you. May we not be as the Pharisees who the Bible describes their phylacteries and all the things which they wore upon their arms and up on their forehead and the scripture inside those little boxes. Why did they quote the scripture? Why did they do the things that they did so that they could be seen of other men? But yet God looks at them and says, your beautiful sanctuary is on the outside, but inside what? Dead man's bones. Christian, stop trying to please everyone. Just serve God. Somebody says, I can't be an usher. Just serve God. Somebody says, I can't be a teacher. Just serve God. Somebody says, I don't know what I should do. Just serve God. Give your life to God. Give him your best and ask him, Lord, what is your will for my life? And I say it's very possible there, and I know even this, I've been praying for some. You're just simply trying to find God's will for your life. You're praying about it. You know God wants you to do something, but God hasn't made that will of his perfectly clear in your life. You stay faithful to God, keep praying to him, and give it your best to him for right right now with the light that he's given you. Amen? The Bible brings us this thought. Others will see what you're giving to God, number two. And lastly, others will ask what you're giving to God. They'll see it. They'll ask. You consider in both of those things, it's your testimony. Others are seeing how faithful you are to church. Your children are seeing how faithful you are to your Bible reading. Your children are seeing how faithful you are to your devotions. Your wife is seeing whether or not you're giving time to God. Your husband is seeing whether or not you're giving time to God. Other people are seeing. Other people are asking. You're not doing it for them. But consider the testimony of Christ. Can I remind you that, truth be told, the very day that you accepted God's gift of salvation, you say, God, I realize I'm a sinner. I realize I'm in need of you. I'm a dirty, filthy, rotten sinner. I'm saved by your grace. Lord, I'm receiving you today. Today I'm giving my life to you. You've already given your life to God. The Bible tells us whose body is your body. Your body does not belong to you. It's a temple of the Holy Ghost. But yet we trump around in our temples uh, like the Holy Spirit doesn't even live there and we do whatever we please. I'm being blunt with you here this morning a little bit, but let's, let's be honest. So many times in the Christian life, we don't give it our best. We don't give it our best. Christian, I, I cannot share with you this message without God speaking to my heart also. Am I giving it my best? Am I doing all I can for God? Am I giving to Christ in every way? If God took the things that I love the most out of my life, and I knew it was God that did it, if God took those things, would I still be as committed to him as I've, as I've committed to him now? 
Maybe for you it's just simply you need to commit to Christ. Maybe you haven't laid your life before the altar. Hey, Christian, there should be, if you have not, there should be a time in your life in which you have surrendered your life to God. Maybe you have. Maybe you're at church camp. Many people give, surrender their life to God at, at church camp. Maybe you're at a revival meeting. And you say, God, I, I, I'm, I'm laying my life before. My life is yours. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to give my life to these things. I'm yours. Maybe God brought you out of those things. God brought you to himself. And you say, God, I'm never going to do that again. My life is given to you. So you've done that then. What are you doing now? Are you giving it your best? Let's have every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Let's stand together. We're not singing just yet. I, I want to give you an opportunity in this invitation. I'm not going to ask for a raise of hands today. I want to challenge you.